This, this is the Second Second Story Podcast. Welcome back to the Second Story Podcast. I'm Max Spitz. As a Jew in America, I used to think I understood Christmas traditions. This was before I joined my partner and her family on an excursion to purchase their Christmas tree. In my mind, this process would involve telling someone how tall it needs to be and receiving a tree in return. I had massively underestimated how much goes into choosing the right tree. Height, uh, circumference, species of tree, branch count, needle density, and more were all discussed while I stared out at rows of what seemed in my mind to be identical pines. In this week's story, teller Erica Cruz Hernandez shares the many unexpected joys of joining her girlfriend on a trip home to meet the family and for the first time, celebrate Hanukkah. Recorded live at City Winery in Chicago in November 2015, Second Story is proud to present First Hanukkah. It's 2010, and I am on my way to my first Hanukkah celebration and more importantly, to meet the extended family. My new girlfriend, Jess, and I are in the back of her mom's Prius, making the two-hour drive from Worcester, Massachusetts, where her parents live, to Croton on Hudson, New York. We've been dating for about seven months now, and in Les Lingo, it's getting real in the Whole Foods parking lot. <laughs> my research to help me prepare. I went to work right away googling everything I could find about the holiday, often staying late in my office watching YouTube videos with different Hanukkah blessings. I discovered that pretty much everything started with Baruch Atah Adonai. So as long as I knew the beginning, I'd be good. Right? <laughs> Jess's mom drives as we have careful, safe, still getting to know each other conversations. So, Erica, this is your first time in New England? I respond to Jess's mom with a simple, yes, yes it is. There are a lot of firsts for me on this trip, and Jessica's hand in mine and the warmth of her body by my side comfort me because I don't know exactly what to expect. It's only been about a month since Thanksgiving when she sat her Grammy and Pops down at the kitchen table in the house that we're on our way to now and asked them, do you ever wonder why I haven't brought any boys around the family? <laughs> since I wasn't with Jess, when she told the Grammy and Pops about me, I had the pleasure of later hearing all the comical details. Pops responds, I thought it was because you were busy with school. <laughs> Grammy, however, was quiet and listening intently for the bomb her oldest grandchild was about to drop. The fact that she was dating not just any woman, but a Mexican-American, race Catholic, but now maybe non-denominational Christian with a love for Judaism? Shakes 
recounting to me. Oh man, Air, you should have seen Pop's face. It's not natural. <laughs> and of course, Grammy is all, oh, Alan. You know, it's quite all right, darling. You know, some of the girls who I played mahjong with, they have their grandkids too, who are gay. As long as you're happy, darling. Alan, stop with the face already. <laughs> we continue the drive to Jess's aunt and uncle's house, and Jess says, Food is a matter that I later learn will be a constant theme in Jess's family. While Jess's stomach growls with hunger, mine is filled with nervous butterflies. The truth is, in my mind, so much is riding on this first family visit. The fact that I am even in this car on my way to my first Hanukkah is remarkable, especially after my first date with Jess. See, while I was on a break with my ex-girlfriend, I told Jess, Point blank on our first date. Well, you know, my ex and I were uh, kind of on a break, so I just want to make sure you know, you know, because we're going to check in again in like six months, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> See, at the time, I really did want things to work out with my ex, but now all I want is for everything to work out with Jess and her family. Even though it feels so perfect to be with Jess, we couldn't be more different on paper. All I can think about is the different worlds we come from, and not just on a spiritual level. I recall a conversation Jess and I had some months ago. So how did your parents meet, I ask? Oh, they met at Yale Medical. She responds very ordinarily, as if to say she just picked up some bread at the grocery store. I'm so nervous that maybe the family won't think I'm good enough for her. Potential scenarios run through my head and I pray that it won't come up in conversation that I'm actually the first person in my family to graduate college. My mom and dad are divorced and I eat pork. <laughs> sometimes. As Jess's mom contemplates stopping for some food, she asks, Erica, have you back, you know, I don't actually think I've ever been away from them for the holidays. And as we drive past the snowy New England scenery that is all so new to this Chicago girl, I feel like I am worlds away from my family, worlds away from having to get in touch with my sister for our yearly holiday contemplation. Okay, Noche Buena on December 24th will be spent with mom and our little brother. And then, Christmas Day with Dad at my place. Then I feel a pang in my stomach, too, that isn't hunger. But the guilt of asking myself, is this where I would rather be for the holidays? We drive past a billboard, and Jess's eyes light up as she exclaims, oh, Marines, Deli, oh my gosh, Mom, can we please stop and take Erica in? As we get off 84 near Hartford, Connecticut, Jess is so good about checking in with me, and she whispers, are you okay, Air? She knows how nervous I am and is making an extra effort to be nurturing. As we walk into the deli, I'm, I'm greeted with all sorts of amazing smells, and I see food on the menu that I have never heard of. What are latkes? I ask Jess. <gasps> you will 
explains that they consist mostly of potatoes. Um, basically my dream. <laughs> potatoes always remind me of my childhood, of all those nights my mom had to whip up dinner quickly, would pull out a box of those instant Idaho spuds. I lived for those. Just suggests we share something called a knish that has a filling of, you guessed it, <laughs> with the warm, with the first bite of the warm doughy outside and the savory potato inside, I'm in heaven. How have I not known after all these years that Jewish food is where it is at? <laughs> and as I continue to eat the homemade deliciousness that in my imagination some booby was tirelessly crafting at the back of the restaurant, each bite gives me more courage to meet the family. Hanukkah, I'm ready. <laughs> After driving a while longer, we pull up to the driveway of a lovely home on the Hudson River. And I'm terrified. I squeeze Jess's hand for reassurance as the ignition is turned off, and all I can think is, oh my gosh, is this really happening? As we unload our things from the car, I feel rocks in my stomach, and suddenly I cannot remember what the blessing is. You know, maybe it's not too late. Maybe I can just make a run for it in the woods. We'll all be fine. We can spare ourselves from this whole thing. But I keep walking with Jess. My feet keep taking me, and as we walk up to the front door, I brace myself for the same kind of cold interaction that was in that scene in my big fat Greek wedding. You know, the awkward one around the table between Tula and Ian's parents. And then afterwards, Tula's dad tells her, you gonna marry a Dreitos family? I mean, I am really preparing myself for the worst, especially after Jess let me know how Pops felt about her coming out. We ring the doorbell, and I am waiting for a cold stare up and down as Jessica's aunt opens the door. Here it comes, ready for the icy glares. But instead I get a warm smile. I'm instantly given a huge bear hug by Jess's aunt Franny, and before I know it, I am surrounded by about 20 people. Off to my side, I hear, I'm the an older woman comes, welcomes me, gives me a hug and a beaming smile. Pops is even there. He's such a sweet looking man, shakes my hand, gives me a hug, and welcomes me too. It's December 2014. And I am frantically searching our pantry for extra paper plates to accommodate more last-minute dinner guests for our Christmaka Eve dinner. <gasps> oh, here I found some, I exclaim to Jess. As I hold up the plates triumphantly, I look at them and exclaim, Ooh, no, but they are birthday plates. <laughs> well, good. Balloons for Jesus' birthday, says Jess, saving the day. We laugh as I scurry to serve the still hot jalapeno latkes we made from scratch. And as I lay the latkes on the table for my family, 
I remind all that although we do have applesauce, to not forget the guacamole topping, as it is just as delicious with latkes as well. My mother is excited and asks, Mija, are you gonna light the menorah? That's right. Sure we can. Jess, do you wanna do the blessing? She looks at me with that same warm look of reassurance before that door opened four years ago on my first Hanukkah and says, you should do it, Air. You know the blessing better than me. This story was produced by Courtney Hurley, curated by Amanda Delheimer, and directed by Tyler Green, with music and sound design by Taryn Rosenquist and Aaron Davidson. The Second Story podcast is produced by Max Spitz. Second Story is located in the traditional homelands of the Council of the Three Fires, the Odawa, Ojibwe, and Potawatomi nations. Our programming is made possible by the MacArthur Fund for Arts and Culture at the Richard H. Treehouse Foundation, the Gaylord and Dorothy Donnelly Foundation, Illinois Arts Council Agency, Innovation 80, the Lupo Family, Eric Rothstein and Gina Wamak, Athene Karras and Thomas Applegate, Jeffrey and Joan Goldwater, Katie and Peter Hauser, and many generous individuals like you. I'm Max Spitz, and this... This, this is... The Second, second Story... Podcast.